Hey folks, before we get started with today's show, I just want to let you know I apologize in advance for the audio quality on my voice during today's episode. I recorded without the proper setup because I was just so excited to talk to my two friends, Marlene and Richie, on today's show. I hope you still enjoy it. I hope you're able to listen to it. It is still listenable, just a little bit more raw than usual on my voice. So without further ado, today's episode. Whip. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So you know how to walk, you know how to dance. This is my dance space, this is your dance space. Hi everyone, welcome to This Week in Salsa. My name is Rob Castellucci, your host, and today on the podcast I have joining me the lovely, the talented Marlene Navarro. Uh-huh. Navarro Urameshi, I was expecting an Urameshi <laughs> on my screen, but... Navarro my last name is Navarro de Jesus. It's, I have two last names. Okay, okay, perfect. And I I'm just was, a Korea uh, boo. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I got my I got my intro notes on you. I Marlene, saw that. <laughs> and we have we have Marlene, the, the nurse. Are we a nurse? Are we? Yes, a nurse we're a nurse. Okay, okay. Yeah. And yes, I didn't want to get that wrong. All right. Thank you for your service. And you are also a Chinophile, Japanophile, Korea boo. <laughs> what are we? I mean, I have an enthusiasm for the Asian culture. I think that's fair to say. You know, I in, in preparation for this podcast, I googled that and I could not find the term for the Asian fi- Asian file. I didn't see the equivalent. So I I, you said Korea boo. I think that's pretty good. I think yeah, or weeaboo in general. <laughs> okay, just because we went to that Korean uh, Korean hot pot place, place. Hot, yeah, Korean hot pot, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, welcome to the show, and we know each other through. Through salsa dancing in Gainesville, University of Florida. So go Gators. Mm-hmm. And we also have the lovely and talented Richie Kerwin coming in all the way from Liverpool. Welcome, Richie. How we doing, guys? Fantastic. And for those of you who don't, do not know, Richie runs a fantastic blog that hasn't been touched in about four years, but it's still fantastic. <laughs> called the Dancing Irishman blog. I love the blog. Fantastic articles there. He also is a PhD candidate in nutrition, yes? That's right. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. And you're still doing nutritional consulting or what, what is the business side of that look like for you now? That's right. Yeah, I work as a nutritional consultant online in my spare time, the little bit of it I have, while I'm trying to get this PhD done. Yeah. Fantastic. When do you defend? Oh, God. With Corona, who knows? Okay, but it's going to be at least a year and a half from now, I'd imagine. Okay, got it. And, and to bring this back to salsa just a bit, all right, we're a nutrition expert or soon-to-be doctor expert. Uh, when things get back to normal and we're doing a three-day Congress and we feel like terrible after, what nutrition-wise should we be doing? What do you think? Uh, I, I'd say avoid the nutrition side altogether and just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, tried and true. Like get, back, get back from a conference, take a few days off work, sleep recover get better that's it great now now for those of you who are joining on the audio side we're trying something new this week with video you get to see our lovely faces if you want to do that you can go to the this weekend salsa youtube channel that's where we will be posting the video version of this podcast a lot of times we reference memes and videos and stuff and that's why we figured this might be a good idea to actually have some video so with that in mind, we may have also a surprise guest, Pablo. He's had some connection issues here, but he may join us in a, in a little bit as well. With that being said, let's, let's just hop right into it, guys. First, to get things started with coronavirus happening, obviously a lot of studios are affected. I did want to spend a moment to give a quick dance studio shout out for anyone who would like to hop in with any dance studios that are being affected for, for me personally, we had our Zoom International Salsa Congress this past week, and we had 11 fantastic instructors participate in that, all of which are being affected by the coronavirus. And so I wanted to give a big thanks to all those instructors who participated, donated their time to, uh, to be a part. And if you want to check out more of that content and things that came out of that Congress, check out, again, the YouTube Salsa channel or This Week in Salsa. That's where we posted some of those videos from those fantastic instructors. Uh, guys, any any shout-outs to dance studios, instructors that you want to give? Marlene, you want to go first? Go first. <laughs> no, um, you go first. 
you hang up. No, no, you do. Um, so I'm go- I- I'll give a shout out to the Sound of Salsa, which is a little school here in Liverpool. Obviously, they've had to shut down for the immediate future. So um, I hope they get back on their feet uh, really quickly after this. Now, Marlene, it actually is your turn. <laughs> now it is my turn. Um, I feel like probably everyone in the Tampa community is doing absolutely nothing. So all the groups here, I know there's Rethmo. I know Dan McGraw isn't doing much right now. Um, wow. I've never been put on the spot. I was sweating. <laughs> yeah, you know, Rhythmo, I saw, Rhythmo Urbano, that's George Alberto's. They were mm-hmm. doing a, or at least they were part of this, the live performance. I think that was last Saturday. Can you check that out? <laughs> I, I did because I was busy with the Congress, but it, it was an interesting concept. I, I got to talk to George and see how, uh, how it turned oh, out. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious with all the new models. Like, there are so many different models popping up and people trying different things. And, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how it worked out. But anyway, um, let's, let's hop into the rundown. So, first of all, the, I don't think either of you were at my Congress, which, shame on you. But I apologize. I want to <laughs> say I probably was working. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. Saving lives versus dancing. Yeah. But you know, the, I just wanted to say for any listeners who are new, who maybe heard about us through the Congress, we were really happy with how it turned out. There were definitely some lessons learned, but the Zoom Congress happened for a 12-hour span last Saturday, and we had workshops for 12 straight hours, and then we had a talent show for the last hour. That's awesome. And it was, it was interesting that the model was we, we couldn't afford, we had no budget to uh, pay the instructors. So they donated their time. We ended up raising $1,200 for production of PPE equipment for frontline medical workers. So that was fantastic. Awesome. That was way awesome. more than we expected. So that was fantastic. We also heard from our instructors that they got plenty of donations as well. So we were happy to hear about that. But otherwise, trying to run an online Congress, guys, it's... Uh, it's it's tough. It's it's tough in different ways compared to a in person Congress. But we noticed that the feedback was more time for breaks. Feedback from ourselves was we were freaking exhausted. To Richie's point, we slept all day the following day. Uh, the mm-hmm. talent show. We wanted more people involved with the talent show. What we realized with that one was everyone was thinking they had to have like performance level talents brought in when they really mm-hmm. didn't. And so actually, after the show, we were just hanging on with some friends from Gainesville. And one of them did uh, did like a trick with their toe. So I don't know if you can see my hand here, but imagine this is my toe and they could move their pinky on top of their next toe over. Like unassisted, of course, but like move it like that. <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh. Yeah, it was a super weird talent. Then I showed them my talent where I, I can do my scapula. I don't know if you can see that. Rich, oh my gosh. <laughs> We started sharing all of our weird talents, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, if you if you did that first, I definitely would have done my weird talent during the talent show." I'm like, "Ah, damn!" So lessons learned. Any any weird talents? Any weird talents, guys? Not as cool as that. I I I, I got nothing. I'm afraid. Yeah, uh, I know. Oh, oh man. Okay. I, I haven't I haven't untested like ability to eat a huge amount of food, so. If I, ever make it, if I ever make it over to the States, I will try and enter myself into some sort of a, a food-eating competition. But well, it's, it's, uh, uh, at the moment, it's untested. Yeah, this is the land. This is the land for that, Richie. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that some kind of relation to nutrition and eating all you can? What's, what's the story there? Well, dude, I, I used to be overweight, so I have a massive oh, wow. appetite. So I, I just I can eat a lot of food, basically. Oh. I scare people sometimes. <laughs> Do you eat something now that maybe suppresses your appetite, or are you just oh, no, always I, I, hungry? I, 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 no, I'm not always. See, the thing is, I don't get hungry. The, that's it's just so weird. I just have an unbelievable appetite. If you put food in front of, if you bring me to a buffet, oh. I'm cleaning up, um, I can just keep eating and eating and eating. I don't have any um, hunger suppression system, basically. So there's no the like moment and you go, "Ow, like maybe I should stop." Okay, okay. Occasionally, if if it gets to the point where, yeah, I can get to the point where I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I, I may have, you know, ripped the lining of my stomach, but you know, um, if, if I don't get to that point, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Unless I voluntarily decide, okay, yeah, maybe I should. Uh, so 
that's cost effective for like Korean barbecue. That's really good. <laughs> oh man, yeah. God, if, if if I could live off buffets, I would be um, yeah, I'd be good. Yeah, have you have you been to Hot Pot, Christian? So I've never been to a Korean hot pot restaurant. Is, are we talking about like like something like Korean chige? Um, it, is that more? Oh, you mean the soup? That? Are you talking about there's kimchi jjigae? Yeah, 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 that's like a soup. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, hot so, pot. There, I think every Asian country has its own, but it's like there's a giant cauldron of water. Uh-huh. Usually, it's one together, but there's places that have like the individual ones, and okay. you have like a broth, and there's like endless supply of meat and like veggies and rice, and you just nice. make sauce and you eat and you just stuff your face. <laughs> so I've had something similar. I've had like uh, Japanese nabe, and okay. um, they they do like a, a, a obviously a Korean version where it's like kimchi nabe. Um, so I've had that, love it, and yes, I can keep eating. And I don't know if they do this in in the in the Korean style, but um, in Japan, at the end of the meal, once everybody's eaten most of the food, they get a load of rice. And yeah, they the and they get, like, yep. And and, and and like sometimes it gets all crispy on the bottom, you know. And mm-hmm. that's that is that's living right yeah. there. <laughs> I've I've hot potted with Marlene. Have we done it once or twice, Marlene? Was it just that I one think, time? I that, think that we've done it once. We did it in, in that in new North place. Tampa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it is for those of you who have never hot pot, I now categorize food eating in restaurants <laughs> into passive and active eating. And passive eating is like everything you've ever experienced. I order a pizza, the pizza comes and I eat it. Okay. But active eating is like hot pot where you have to go and you have to make a lot of multitasking decisions on how long am I cooking? <laughs> it's like a super busy chef in a little restaurant just on top of your table. Like, how long do I have to put this in? Go. And I, I had so much fun doing it because Marlene was teaching me and, and guiding me and, and Rosanna how to do it. But then I was like, oh, this is for everybody. This is amazing. So I brought my dad to Hot Pot and he, he's pushing 80. And he was just wow. completely overwhelmed. He was Aww. out of his element, like, no, why did you bring me here? I just wanted pizza. I wanted something passive. So never again for my dad. But but for some people, it's fantastic. It's like it's like if you go to a, a Korean barbecue restaurant and you're just you've got a load of meat and you've got a grill right in front of you and you're just mm-hmm. throwing meat on and you're like, okay, I want to cook this really really short amount of time. And then you've got something over here and you got something over there. What sauce am I going to use? And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, okay. Uh, as much as I knew this would devolve into hot pot at some point, Marlene, <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know it would do it so quickly. But it's given like that we have nutritionists on who loves meat as well, it makes sense. I I did want to jump into something I found last week, actually, but with Congress big craziness, I wasn't able to cover it. Was this? It's in the rundown for the online dance and music resources. I thought this was a very cool aggregator of. All the stuff going on, it doesn't look like this is location specific. This is just everything going on with every Latin dancer who's doing something online. So if you click into this tab, there are three tabs. There are dance classes. And whoever did this is definitely type A, categorized, fantastic. <laughs> it's uh, They have their name, their dance style. So we have salsa, bachata, kids, zoo, other. And then you have comments on that. You also have the link it and also how they're compensated for paypal link email addresses and so far this list is up to 60 on the dance classes and then we have other stuff like music streaming we have kobe party of course we have seven 16 no we have 15 music streaming services these are like online music streaming services and then there are other services which are Let's see, Salsa Music for Spicy Quarantine, Solo Dancing, Corona Free, <laughs> Blackthorn Films, and of course, the Zoom Congress. So I thought this was a cool aggregation of, of different resources. If someone's listening to this, check out the link in the show notes uh, and add to it, maybe. But this might be a good way to get the word out. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Is this, a, is this a useful resource? Yeah, for sure. I think it's really cool, too. Yeah. Absolutely. If you, yeah. like, any anything that... So I think one thing that people often have difficulty with is, you know, at times like this, when you're, you've got all of this free time and you're trying to figure out how are you going to fill it? And like, obviously if, if people are salsa dancers, they're, they're going to think, okay, I want to do something with salsa. Where do I even start with looking for resources online? So it, it is, it is great to have something like this where just everything's online and then you can just pick and choose. It's taken a lot of the, uh, the actual work of looking for stuff out of the equation for you. Right. And the, the grassroots aspect of it, I appreciate too. 
that these people didn't ask for permission on this. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They, they just put it together because they thought it would be useful for the community, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And running this Congress, I especially realized that all the stuff that we do is just because we want to do it. At this point, a lot of us are probably get bored with being stuck in a house. We want to actively reach out, and, and we're all doing that in our, in our own ways. And this is one way that that people are doing. It. I thought it was a, a cool, a cool little project too. So, and you said anyone to adds to this? this. What's up, Marley? You said anyone adds to this? Actually, you know what? I don't know if you can add to it. Now that I think about it, I'm seeing a view only. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm just wondering, like... Actually, I think I need some more kids on here. What's going on? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right, I forgot you're, you're, you're in the kids. I forgot. <laughs> this is a good question, actually. Um, and you, uh, I'm asking this as the, uh, the non-American uh, here. Um, so is, <laughs> is, is kids big in the States right now? No. No. Uh-uh. I, if, I, I have very little um, exposure here. I, I went to Barcelona, and that's where I was like, oh, my God, okay. it's everywhere. Um, so it's definitely a lot in Europe. Like, um, you know how, like, especially in Tampa, you have, like, salsa nights, like, at least three times a week or something. There it was, like, I could find at least four nights. Here I could never find something like that here. Wow. Um, mm. Okay, but do you think it's growing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. When were you in Barcelona? So. Uh, when was I in Barcelona? Last year. Oh, okay, right. Cool. Yes, last year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I used to live there. That's where I did my master's. Um, and that's where, uh, that's the last time I saw you, Rob, isn't it? Oh, wow. It was Barcelona. That was the, uh, that was our honeymoon. Yeah. yeah exactly. When, when you treated us to some sushi, man, we just still talk about that. Thank you so much. You had sushi <laughs> in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, and, and Rich ate a reasonable amount. Oh. I, 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 I was behaving myself. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, Where did you Marley? guys stay in um, Barcelona? Wait, what, what do you say, Marley? Where did you stay in Barcelona? Oh, some some Airbnb. It was a very nice Airbnb. It was inexpensive. Oh. It was oh, no. very nice. And we walked everywhere. I I don't know. Other than that. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> it was like that. And then we, we saw the new, um, not the new, the very old, but what's the church? Richie, one of my... The Sagrada Familia. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. Were you far from La Sagrada Familia? Or? Oh, yeah. We definitely had Sig Nuber there, but uh, but it was, okay. it was beautiful. Oh, man. It was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think we did any dancing there, though, though now that I think about it. I did very little salsa dancing on my honeymoon, right? Unfortunately. But we, we did some in like... <laughs> and that, that was about it. Marlene, I have a question for you, though. Do you feel that the Kizomba has plateaued or is it still growing? COVID aside, what... What's your impression on the trajectory of the I think it's growing. I've seen more events, more things, um, more collaborations. I know Shawnee has done a couple like salsa, kazumba things. Um, I mean, you can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah. Well, Richie, what what I notice on the stage is that it's pretty common now to see a kazumba room at all the salsa colleges. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty common, from my perspective, to not see many people in those kazumba rooms. Well, so they're they're there, but I get the sense that they're not very well attended. And if, mm. if there were decisions to cut a room, I get a sense that those Congress organizers might cut that room. That's that's just my knowledge. They uh like some I know in some places they they join Kizomba with bachata, so you might have a joint mm. Kizomba slash bachata room. Um, they're not doing that in the states now. Yeah. Well, Congresses in general have gotten a little weird too. The Orlando Congress last year, this there was a bachata room that at five in the morning in the bachata room they played at Guanyue. Which <laughs> like what first of all, what is wrong with play, with you with playing a salsa song at five in the morning, but then at Guanyue of all songs they're trying to, to kill the dancers. So in general there's some weird stuff going on in, in some congresses I've been to recently. I don't know what the DJs are thinking at points. But uh, yeah, I know. It, going back to Kazumba, I have never taken a lesson, and I really need to. You should. I, I know. I need to. I need to. Uh, maybe I'll take an online lesson. Maybe I'll take that in the comfort of my own, own home during COVID. But never <laughs> taken a lesson. Just seen it. You'll you'll get into it. It, it like yeah. from like from I think from a technical perspective, it looks okay. I, I, this this is me saying <laughs> it looks quite simple. Um, obviously there's going to be very, very difficult, but I think just the base mm. step seems quite simple. Am I right? Am I, uh, should I be taking that back? I, I, you know, I don't know what it is 
for the guys, I know for the girls, it's, how do I explain? Um, it's a lot of feeling, like a lot of, um, it's definitely a true lead and follow. I definitely feel like you, you really have to pay attention what's going on. You can't just kind of get lost in your mind or overthink the step. Are you making fun of me? No, no, I'm not. Rosanna just poked her hand in. She was trying to mess with you. How is uh, she um, with this COVID, by the way? She's I know good. she works pediatric. No, she she's good. She doesn't deal directly with COVID patients, and uh -huh. my skin has never been drier. I take like three showers a day. <laughs> <laughs> Like we we disinfect everything. I'm I, now I'm used to the protocol. I think now it's fine. But in the beginning, like we would go for grocery shopping, it would take us an hour to do grocery shopping. It would take us an hour and fifteen minutes to clean all the groceries once we got back into our home. Dunk them into water and baking soda and try oh. to all, take out all the plastic, take out all the styrofoam. Oh. I mean, serious, serious stuff. But now we're kind of used to it, and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. If, if it sounds like next week, I'll be fine. I won't. I won't have a breakdown. I'll be good. Rob, if it makes you feel any better, we spray everything down with. Um, we've got a little spray bottle of liquid disinfectant that we spray everything down after we come back from groceries. We wipe it all down before we put it into the cupboards. If that makes you feel any better, we don't. It we, 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 don't we don't submerge anything. We don't soak anything. Yeah, but like I don't so like submerge, but spray and you know like all the ink. You realize just comes off the thing yeah that that's interesting yeah <laughs> submerge well apparently it re it removes the covid if you have water and you have baking soda in there and then you put the vegetables in there it releases the covid oh the veggies i see what you're okay that veggies. makes some sense okay so I, it thought, does. Okay. I thought you were submerging everything <laughs> it's just like okay including myself <laughs> including myself and then i inject myself with bleach and then we're good oh <laughs> <laughs> oh it's funny uh, yeah anyway <laughs> lord now okay kazumba right is that what we were talking about kazumba yeah. uh why is there technique is there technique in the oh same there's so there's much and technique? i think when people think kazumba they don't know there's like um urban and there's like the world of Semba and there's just different kinds of things you can even do inside the world of kids. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I believe, I think you would like Semba. I, I enjoy it a lot. I don't know if it's in Honduras, we have something called Punta and it reminds me a lot of Punta. And I later on did some research and I found out that Punta is close to Bunda, which is booty. So I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. Oh, but, there you go. Uh, yeah. So actually, I'm, go I'm going to assume that Punta is just a dance with a lot of accentuated hip movements. So is that right? It's a lot of booty. This kind of stays in one place, but the booty, a lot of booty. Yeah. Okay. Isn't, isn't there another very similar word that's a swear word that I shouldn't say on a podcast? Yeah, yeah without, very similar to that word. Well, yes. Okay, okay. Got it. There's an N and there's not an N in the other word. <laughs> got it. Yes, that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah. Got it. And and speaking of, that is a fantastic segue to something I uh, I came across on a group here. This was, um, I'm just reading this here. This was about Duolingo. So oh. uh, what? It, th this was a Facebook post on a, a salsa group i'm part of saying dear all latin dancers what about you taking the opportunity to learn a new language like um spanish if you can't reach musicality at least uh you'll avoid dancing too sweet on amandes and too wild on un año you can still sing and have fun with your partner may ambarochare por tu culpa por tu culpa maybe you can also avoid singing in some circumstances yeah, Marlene, think, why are you laughing? Uh, no, no great, <laughs> good job. Thank you, thank you. I really, I've been learning I, Spanish. I've been I've learning never, Spanish. I've never heard someone put the L in the P, or actually, you kind of just omitted the L. <laughs> there are no rules when it comes to gringo Spanish. Okay. <laughs> I still mm. can't do the tongue curl too. It's the la le riro ru. I can't. Oh, ra re riro. I can't do it. But what are your thoughts, guys, on? learning Spanish in this situation and, and how that would make you a better dancer. What, what are your impressions on the link between 
the language and the musicality of the dance. Um, well, yeah, fire away, my name. Um, I, you know, I think it would help sometimes. I think there's songs that are that's are sad in words, but may not sound sad, and it doesn't seem appropriate to be doing a body roll. But it, I guess, if you don't know what they're saying, that it makes sense to do a body roll there. I, I guess I've run into that situation for sure. <laughs> right. What about you, Rich? The like the 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 reason I speak Spanish is because of salsa. So oh, wow. I so I I started doing salsa and I decided I wanted a new language challenge. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn salsa and I'm gonna learn a new language Spanish together. So I moved to Colombia. That's awesome. Um, I learned it there. And here, my thinking was, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to understand the lyrics. It's going to be fantastic. But here's the thing, right? And my girlfriend constantly rips on me for this. And it's because, so I could be singing or humming along to a tune in English. And I will say the lyrics incorrectly because I do not hear lyrics in English. I don't hear them in any ah. language that I speak at all. It just doesn't happen. So I hear tunes and I'll be able to hum along. But if you ask me the lyrics of a song, I'll be like, eh, not a clue. Oh, or, or she'll sing a song. I'll be, those are the lyrics? Really? Serious? <laughs> so it, it turns out it doesn't matter. I could be dancing a song in, in Spanish, uh, that's in Spanish and I will not hear the lyrics at all. I'll just hear the tune and I'll, and I'll dance to that. So uh, unfortunately, it's not a language issue. It's well, No, it is. It's a language. It's an an all language issue. I just I just don't hear lyrics full uh, stop, unfortunately. For okay. me for me, I have a lot of salsa songs and cha cha songs and bachata songs that I love. I can't tell you the titles of any of them. Oh <laughs> I, it, it, and I I can't I can't say that for any other genre. It, this is just salsa that I have all of these songs that are fantastic and I would not be able to tell you the title, but talk about American pop, hip hop classical music anything well maybe not classical music but yeah, everything yeah. else i'd be able to tell you the titles on that and it's it's funny that i i don't i don't prioritize that in my mind for uh mm -hmm. for latin music but marlene i have a suspicion that you do uh <laughs> i i i don't know i think i i know what you're saying because a lot of the times in english i can't just like particular accent i can't distinguish the word and I know they're speaking English, but I have no idea what they're saying. And that's not even in music. It's just in general. Um, mm, I don't know. I do also really like listening to like Korean music and um, Japanese, Chinese and all of that. And I, I don't know enough to be like, yeah, I know what they're saying. So I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe because I'm attached to the Spanish language, I feel like I know it more. Yeah. I, I want to back up. I want to back up, though. Which is more important? If you can only base your musicality on the the uh, the rhythms of the music, the instruments of the music, mm -hmm. versus the lyrics. Which is more important? Oh, uh, I guess in musicality, I feel like you would use the words, wouldn't you, at some point? I disagree. I mean, uh, you would use them, but I just, if you're saying that words are more important, I would, I would just. Oh, no, I don't know. That's, yeah, I can't say that words are more important. I guess I can't. I, I, I'm with you, Rob. I'm, I'm completely, I, I, I'm with the music, I'm with the beat, um, and I'm, I'm doing whatever the music or the beat is telling me. Because think of it like this, you can have a, you can have a salsa, okay, I'm saying song, but a salsa tune. And mm -hmm. you can have it completely acoustic, you know, mm. without without I any. I see what you're saying. And you, and you can still dance to that. And mm -hmm. then if you think, you know, there, there's going to be like a lot of like different sections of salsa songs where you know they're they're not going to be singing any lyrics to it, but you can still you can mm -hmm. still rock to that, you know. Um, so that that's just what I think. But I see, yeah. I see. But, well, musicality is about what it's about. You connecting with music, about you connecting with your partner. Mm -hmm. And more superficially, perhaps it's about the people who are watching you enjoying your dance as well. So I would I would look at this from three perspectives. For for me, I have if I'm talking about me interpreting the music, more of the music I, I categorize the 
instruments and the rhythms the same way I would categorize our body language as people. When I'm having a conversation with you two, I can see you and I can also hear you, but I'm getting more from your body language than I am from your voice. And even from your voice, I'm getting more from the tone than from the word. And that's how I interpret this difference of when I'm listening to the music, I listen to the rhythms, I listen to the instruments. And if I'm listening to the, the lyrics, mm-hmm. I'm not listening to the words because I don't know all the words, but I'm listening to how they say the words, which anyone with any language can understand. I know when they're emphasizing a word very strongly versus very lightly. So I don't in, I don't really need to know what that word is to capture mm-hmm. most of it. Now, there is some of that lost in fidelity. I'm not getting everything from that but for my meaning interpreting i get that now moving on to me and the other person if they don't know spanish and i don't know spanish it doesn't matter that Mm. if i know the words or not because even if i make the hit on a word they won't know what that word is so it only pertains Mm. for my partner and for the audience if they know the spanish words which will happen a lot Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be 100 percent of the time I suppose one good way around it, Robin, like it's something that I wait. You said you were speaking. You're learning Spanish. Is that? Are you seriously learning Spanish? I hope so. I, I, I am learning Spanish in the same way that I am learning about new shows on Netflix. <laughs> I am. I am passively learning Spanish through watching a lot of Netflix. Oh. at this point. Yeah. I, I'm, I was just going to say, like, if you can find some of your favorite songs on YouTube, if you can get them with lyrics, um, oh, yeah. it's, it's a really, really good way to, one, learn the lyrics to the song. So that means whenever, you know, you hear you're out dancing, you can kind of sing along in your head. Or, you know, you might be able to word a few of the lyrics here and there and, you know, might be able to impress somebody who's a non-native Spanish speaker. You know, it's, you can try that. Yeah, try learning some verbs. Um, I don't know if you saw my attachment on the Rosetta Stone. Right now they have three months of free... Um, stuff for students, and they don't like ask for your school information. So, all right, one sec, guys. Um, it's so cool. Look at him looking at him. Yeah, it looks like he's on a screen. <laughs> it's so weird. I, I was looking on on the effects to see if I could do it, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get better at this. Sorry, my my lawnmower man is shaking me down for a moment. <laughs> Okay, what, what what were you saying? We were trying to do backgrounds, but we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha. But, uh, no, but what were you talking about before that? I lost my train of thought. The uh, languages. Uh, I, the three months used... to pry on Rosetta Stone. Oh, yeah. I actually use that for Mandarin, so I it's wow. pretty good. I think it's pretty great. It's... Have you tried Duolingo? Do you have a preference on? Um, I know my coworkers are doing Duolingo. I don't know how their success is going. I haven't asked, but... Rosetta Stone, like, I had all of the, like, the audio. So when I do my long commutes to work, it's just, like, like the tea. And I'm, like, listening to the person, and I'm, like, repeating, sounding like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Richie, you learned through, what, conversations? Or did you supplement with classes? How are you doing it in Colombia? Uh, the best way to learn a language is to get a girlfriend. Or boyfriend, oh, or whatever you're into, you know. That's um, fair. <laughs> um, no, I, I've used a few different ways for learning languages. Um, I'm a big fan of using, um, oh, I think they're called space repetition systems, SRS. SRS. They're really, really good. Which, actually, Duolingo is an SRS. Um, mm. But the issue with D- Duolingo is I do not think on its own it's going to help anybody construct a language. Oh, no. Very, very artificial. Um, you, you definitely learn vocabulary with Duolingo. I just don't think it's great for helping people to work out on verbs but yeah um failing like obviously you're a happily married man rob so um getting yourself a girlfriend is probably not uh <laughs> gonna work for you yeah. <laughs> um, rosanna if you're listening i do apologize hope you're doing well um but i i think getting a a good uh language partner who wants to learn the other language and who you're very yeah. very oh it's a good option there's this thing called italki i did it back when i was at uf actually um, and the person was learning Spanish and they were teaching me Japanese and we used English as like a basis to like speak to each other, but that's, and you could also, um, pay for instructors and stuff like that on that italki website. I think it's just like italki.com. 
Ooh, and you just well, sit there on a Skype messenger with a random person online. Yeah, we'll, we'll track that down. I'll put it in the show notes. The, the other tool, Richie, you remind me of with space repetition systems, which I love. I use this one called Brainscape. They have a free level, and I'm sure they have a paid level. But same thing. And, and for those of you who don't know how the space repetition systems work, think about it like flashcards. You have a stack of 50 flashcards, and mm. you could go through every one of those flashcards every time you study. But at certain points, you're going to know some of those flashcards very, very well, and others are going to be more difficult for you. So every time you go through a flashcard in one of these SRS systems, you identify the answer, and then you identify how easy it was to answer that question on, mm. on Brainscape. It's a one to five scale. So if you say three, that tells the system, you know what, I, I know this, but not extremely well. It's going to come up more often than the next card, which I select as a five, meaning I know it's perfect. I'm probably not going to see that again for a couple of weeks uh, mm. versus a one. I don't know at all. It's going to come up very often. So it makes your study much more efficient than if you're just going through all the cards when you, when you know all the cards. And we kind of naturally do this in college. I would do that in college too, right? You throw out the cards to the side that you felt like you knew really well. You just deal with the hard cards, but uh. the software makes it very, very good. Hmm. Uh, anything else on language well oh my my last uh, contribution for this conversation is you could get a girlfriend uh you could have a wife my my wife doesn't like to speak to me in spanish because she gets frustrated by uh ah, <laughs> I can can answer well i oh. can i can talk to her and she's okay with that but then she'll respond very quickly in puerto rican spanish and it's it, i'm like wait what say that again three times, four times and it doesn't work but her mom and me are doing classes and That's awesome. I love her mom. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do Skype and we'll, we will talk and she is like full on teacher mode. She has sheets of paper that we go through with lessons like say That's Apple. That's so sweet. Say, and uh, she also has me watching soap operas on Netflix. So that is, that is also interesting. But the, the, the larger message I take from that is the same as when I was learning salsa. A lot of times when people are learning Latin dancing, I have noticed that they want to take private classes that they want to take a lot of low-level classes and feel like they have everything perfectly. Mm. But I'll never see them at socials. I'll never see them at Congress. I'll never mm. see them out social dancing anywhere. And the problem with that is the same as if I was in college and I was studying for an exam, but there was never an exam. And I knew that there was never going to be an exam. It's like there's never this social pressure that exists to make sure that you're solidifying this in your long-term memory. It's just classes mm. right and and that's where i think having like you said richie a partner someone to study with hold you someone mm. accountable is really helpful in latin dancing going out and social dancing as soon as possible even if you look like an idiot it's very helpful because you have that quote-unquote exam or a pop quiz or whatever it is but you have that feeling that your partner may be uh, judging you to some extent because we all are judging each other a little bit uh, but we want to have that. Are, are, we are, are you yeah. trying to get people? Gosh, yeah, of, course, like, of course we are. Listen, I'm just listen. trying not to fall over here. Like, I, I judge Marlene every time we dance. Every oh time. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Now, <laughs> now listen, there, there's nuance to this, though. Listen, everyone is judging everyone at all times, right? There's there's always a, a level of judging. Now, I don't, I don't associate that with the person themselves it's just i'm making notes and that's how i'm a better leader too is i'm looking and saying uh -huh. okay she had a little bit of trouble with this triple turn maybe i'll stick to a, a double spin from now on and you know taking feedback but that's that's judging in, in my book god i i rob actually taught me how to turn he like put on this youtube video of this ballerina and he had us like across i remember you had loki at this time and we were just trying to like turn across the room. Oh, Sinead turns. Those were Sinead turns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Richie, have you like, ever done I'm a good Sinead turn? <laughs> I, I have not. What, what oh, is that? It's a, it's a ballet. It's a ballet turn. A, a little uh, Sinead turn. Hang on. A Sinead yeah, turn. Sinead turn. Yeah, there was uh, someone at UF that danced every kind of dance you could imagine. Her name is Jamie. I think she's the one that introduced me to a Sinead turn. Uh, it's those are great because they. Okay. It's funny in in Irish, "shine" means that's that. Like you know, it's if if you gave something, to, yeah. If if you gave something to somebody, you know, you you give it to them and you say "shine." It's like voila. It's like that's it. Oh, that's that. oh. I like that. 
Is it like ta-da? It's it's no no it's not nothing magical about it. It's just like it's <laughs> that's you know a proper grammatical construct in Ireland. It's literally that's that. So that, there, okay. there, or you can use it in the context of there you go or whatever. Yeah. Mm. I, can't, I can't find a good YouTube example of this, Marlene, but yeah, it, 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 you it, definitely it's pulled like, it out because you're just like okay, hold on, we just gotta work on some terms. Okay, so, so you're, you're okay, Marlene, clarify this for me. Okay, so you're saying that you were dancing with Rob and Rob. Yes. At some point during the dance, said, "No, no, no, Marlene, you're doing this oh, wrong." Hold so on, we I used to teach. <laughs> we used to teach casino style and LA style at Gator Salsa, okay. and I was learning LA style because I always danced casino style. And um, I think when we were learning what we would be teaching, we stopped and we did some turns. I was like, "Hold on, let's do some turns, guys." Gotcha. Okay, right. But I'm the only never, person there. <laughs> I, would, I would never comment in the middle of a, of a dance, except when I was a beginner and I didn't know any better. But no, I would never, never, ever do that. Wait, Richie, you are, are you dancing with your girlfriend? Is she, is she in the salsa scene? What's her story? So um, I took a massive hiatus from uh, salsa for a long time. So after I left Barcelona, which was about getting close to three years ago um i hadn't danced for a while i moved to the uk and then i moved to liverpool and we got settled in and then this year in january we decided to get back to uh salsa so we started beginner salsa classes i went to the beginners mm. classes with my girlfriend because she hadn't danced before and she took to it she loved it um uh, still loves it so like we're dying to get back to classes once we did once uh this all and, and what what is her nationality ethnicity did, did she do this growing up at all <laughs> she colombian she's english she doesn't know she's english so um yeah, oh really she, yeah she's loving it yeah did you say she's jewish as well you no know, she, she's english <laughs> oh okay like, I, so jewish, what english? made you go to colombia now I, i'm curious so what okay colombia so obviously i i had this i was i learned oh, okay weird story so i learned salsa originally in japan and oh that is a weird story it is a weird story and anyway i decided that i wanted to go learn more salsa and i wanted to learn spanish so obviously i'm going to go to a latin american country right this ah. is how my head is working while i was in japan i met a girl at a festival who was from cali in colombia and okay. we were just speaking and i told her yeah i'm going to go to south america and i'm going to learn spanish and she said you know what you need to go to cali because cali is known as the cap the world capital of salsa and i'm like i did not know that so <laughs> i i spoke to my my good friend google and he said yeah cali is the world capital of salsa and i was like right done dusted decided okay and, I went. and you learned like colombian salsa because it's a little different than like oh yeah yeah, yeah all of the okay Oh, completely different. Yeah, yeah. So I learned Colombian salsa while I was over there. I had a blast. Learned Spanish over there as well. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. Is uh, is that relatable? It, 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 will I be a better LA style, New York style dancer if I do Cali style salsa? I, I'll say this to you, okay? Right. So the tricks that I, the things that I learned in Cali salsa, and most of them I've forgotten at this point. I have never, re not really used that much. Uh, a little bit of it is applicable to Cuban salsa, but dancing mm. casino. Um, but what I did learn in Cali is uh, musicality and I learned how to actually relax. Because as you can imagine, I'm an Irishman. I originally danced like an Irishman, which is basically equivalent to dancing like a block of wood. Um, <laughs> so when I went to Cali, um, I learned to relax and to dance and I learned to move my hips and I learned to move my shoulders. And I just spent a lot of time doing that. And that that's probably, you know, the, the biggest thing that I got out of it. And it's something that I, I really appreciate. Just like, being able to let my body go and kind of move it, you know, more fluidly is, mm. yeah, important. Well, guys, we're coming up on that hour. We're going to put a fork in this episode. But before we do, I'm going to end with a, a question. What is the first thing you want to do once we are no longer under quarantine? <sighs> want to get mimosas. <laughs> what, mimosas? I want bottomless mimosas. You can do that else. now. You brunch. can do that now. It'll be, okay. I want brunch. I want to go to some fancy place and get dressed up and just have mimosas with the girls. <laughs> Funnily enough, I, 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 everybody's talking about this. Everybody's talking about where they want to go and what they want to eat and what they want to drink. And I haven't given any thought to that at all. But ah. since having this conversation, 
I really want to go to uh, back to my dance class with my girlfriend and just have a bit of fun because it was just it was nice like hanging out with people and interacting because it's a really good bunch of people and you know we just love the class so yeah I'd love to go back to that. Thanks for helping me realize that, guys. <laughs> I I what I want to do not the first thing but the thing I was really looking forward to was a salsa marathon. I want to get over to uh, to Europe to try to do a salsa marathon and. Uh, for those of if you guys know what a South Marathon is, or the listeners may not know, I just found out a couple months ago from my buddy Roy, and uh, it's it's very small scale. So imagine a Congress, there's going be thousands of people. It's going to be 200 people around max, and they they limit how many leads and follows can be in there. So you're talking about 100 leads and 100 follows. They rent out a hotel. Usually, either hotel is included. Unlimited meals, Richie, is included. we got buffet-style <laughs> meals that you can eat all day, all night. And you have nothing but social dancing. There are no performances, no workshops. It's just dancing for three days straight. For three days. So, like, there's breaks in between the dancing. They go, like, cut, and then you guys get to eat. I've, I've never been to one, but the impression I get is that there's always somewhere that you can go to dance, but there's also very often times that you can feed as well so you could in theory go and feed and dance at the same hours is the impression i get okay okay so i want to do that that sounds yeah, cool. That's cool yeah that's great yeah i mean if you know if that ever happens again just just, just to, to to ask to clarify that so yeah. europe's a big place anywhere specifically or well you're okay yeah. you're... <laughs> no no you're... Uh, uh, germany germany oh, okay, okay. In Germany seems like, and I'm sure some people are listening to this, be like, no, you got it all wrong. This is all I know is Berlin, Hamburg, uh, Frankfurt. Those have salsa marathons. There's one in um, Switzerland. Yeah, there's one in Switzerland. And uh, and does this have others. like an international audience? Like do people from all over yeah. come over? Uh, as of now, it seems to be more of a European thing. Like people, okay. I'm sure, fly over from elsewhere, but... The only places I've seen South Marathons are in Western Europe, and there was one in Turkey happening in January in Istanbul. Uh, that's it. That's all I know of. So I I want to try it out. Maybe it'll grow to the point where I can do it in the States sometime, but I want to give yeah. it a shot and see what it's all about. It's all about. Okay, guys, as we as we end here today, if if our listeners want to get a hold of you, stay in touch. I know we're not necessarily advertising anything, but if there is like a website or something you want them to know about, go ahead and uh, plug away, shall we? Okay. A plug. <laughs> Ladies first. Um, I guess I'm, I'm going to sound like such a millennial, but I have a TikTok. You can find me at Soy Marlene on TikTok and see all of my animals. <laughs> uh, all I got going on. Wait, all of your I'm animals, also foodie. You? Um, I have a cat. His name is Zen. And I have Pascal. And he's a Jack Russell mix. Uh, hmm, so many questions. TikTok is—is is this a salsa thing? Are there are there dancers on no, TikTok at all? No, there are dancers, but they're mostly like pop and they're like routine. So I don't know if you like. I think music is really popular when it has like a, a song people can follow, you know. And I think in TikTok, that's really like what happens. People start dancing the same thing. Um, but no, I have not seen any. Salsa, bachata. I did see a merengue TikTok, but I was like, oh. <laughs> but no. Good idea if you want right. to start, though. Uh, no, I want to stay away from TikTok as long as I can. <laughs> Richie, what about you? Um, I suppose I'm most active on uh, Instagram and <laughs> a very, very non salsa related Instagram name. It's Be More Nutrition. So it's like B underscore more underscore nutrition, uh, just because I am a, a nutritionist. Um, um, if anybody wants, like a long, long time ago, I used to write a blog uh, about salsa and that was The Dancing Irishman. And that's still up there. There's no, no contributions being made to that, but you know, there's a lot of old stuff on there. Um, and you can look at my writing and read it and have a laugh at how silly I used to be back in the day. You, you know, Richie, just pointing this out, the Dancing Irishman doesn't say who that Dancing Irishman is. I think all you have to do is recruit another Dancing Irishman. Ah, and, ah. and then we're, we're good. Do you have I, 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 I'm sorry. I am the Dancing Irishman. Nobody else has taken that away from me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not hiring somebody else to write and put words in my mouth. 
<laughs> okay, 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 fair enough. But listen, if, if this, if, well, once you defend your PhD and if we're still under quarantine, you know, and time may settle down, think about, uh, think about joining up because I really did enjoy, uh, for any listeners who haven't read the blog, it's a fantastic blog. And tell me, what is your, do you remember what your most famous, most trafficked blog post was? Because I think I know what it is. Oh, yeah. I, I almost don't want to think about it. Um, the one that went viral was one about, uh, what's it called? Why social dancers are killing salsa. And oh. it was, it, yeah, it was misinterpreted by so many people. Um, so, and some people loved it and some people hated it, like, which I suppose is what makes a, a post viral. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so, um, I, I, if I could go back, there would be ways I would word things differently in that, definitely. Mm. But, um, yeah. But, okay, we, w- we won't dive into the controversial topic. <laughs> I have to reread and discuss. All right, that's, uh, that's everything. That's our show today, guys, if we can call that a show, but really just a conversation. So awesome. thanks, for, thanks yeah. for joining me. If any of you listeners want to stay in touch with us, you can check out This Week in Salsa on Facebook, also on YouTube, also on Instagram, just got on Instagram. I'm still figuring it out, but thanks for the help of some younger friends. They helped me figure out what that guy was doing. Uh, Instagram is twi.salsa, twi.salsa. All the rest, just search for this week in Salsa. And if you want to connect with me personally, go to slash Rob J. Cast on Facebook, on Twitter. And if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can do that on Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Anchor.fm, really anywhere you find your podcast. Otherwise, feel free to leave us a five-star rating. That would be amazing. If you want to reach out to me about being a guest on the show, get feedback on the show, you can do that through Facebook, YouTube, through my personal Facebook and Twitter, anywhere you'd like. And until next time, see you, let's just say see you on the dance floor.